The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. Hi, everybody. I'm Madeline Hewitt. Hi, and I'm Jeannie, and we're so glad that you're on the show with us today. And we're just wondering, too, if this last week, if you've been sharing the show with others, because we are really, really working hard. We're so excited to build our listenership, and we just wanted to go through the roof sharing this amazing nutrition and health information. And so we really encourage you, again, to let your friends and family know about the radio show, and always remembering that it's not necessary that you're on live with us, because we're here we are in central time and it's one o'clock and we know that maybe a lot of you are doing something else like you're at work or whatever else that you're doing and so for convenience we have all of these archived on our website and so you can just go there to studiotimeout.com and then click on any of those past shows and so for instance this show when is this one up for listening to lucy oh, is this it tomorrow afternoon. no it's it's even a few hours after our live Live performance or our live show <laughs> yeah after our yes. live show it's just a couple hours later and then you can go on and we really encourage people in our nutrition classes here to listen to the radio shows because when you hear nutrition or re- this is really anything it could be electronics it could be space technology it doesn't really matter what it is when you're learning new information it really helps to learn it uh, when you hear it over and over again especially when it's in different ways said in a different order or said by different people or said in a different context it helps you to learn the information and to become an expert on this and that's what we really do encourage people to do is become an expert on your own health and take charge of your own health and your own life and we cannot be relying on other people to tell us the best things for our health so for instance even us on the radio show Lucy, Madeline and Jeannie uh, we give you recommendations and we give you information but this is really up to you to digest and learn the information and make the conclusion for yourself what's really going to be best for you and it's when people take the information and internalize it and then get in the driver's seat and start applying it to yourself and then listening to your own body that's when you start to have positive things happen to you it's when sometimes people go oh well I can't eat gluten and you know they kind of reluctantly do this or they do that and then they're so happy to tell you 
well, that just doesn't work for me. I just didn't. Well, oftentimes it's because that person, maybe that wasn't right for them at the right time. And so you really want to decide what's going to be right for you at the right time, knowing that this is going to be a lifelong process for you. And so that's why we are so excited to have all of these radio shows shows archived so you can go back at any time and we know also that another barrier for people is oh you know i i didn't listen to the radio show because i i was busy last week well i have to say that i'm a busy person too and i work an awful lot of hours but there are days when i can actually get in two or three or even sometimes four different podcasts that i listen to from other nutrition experts and other health experts and where i get this in is while i'm getting ready in the morning i'm in the shower or i'm at the vanity or i'm brushing my teeth there's a fair amount of time that i spend in the bathroom getting ready and i just suspect other people do that too and then in our house in the morning um, David and I, David's my husband, we're on a little bit of different schedules, so I'm up in the morning by myself. So while I'm preparing things, like this week I was making some sort of um, beet and ginger drink. I'm peeling my beet and get, getting that ready to go for the Vitamix. Well, I have the little podcast on of what I'm listening to. And easily going through my morning routine, I can go through easily two different nutrition or health podcasts. And these things are so available now on the internet. Now, another thing that I do um, sometimes is I take my infrared sauna in the morning. So I just bring my phone in there and I'm listening to podcasts in there as well. So if I'm going in the sun, I'll stay in there 20 or 30 minutes. So that's 20 or 30 minutes that I can listen. Now, just as a warning, one time I was in there and all of a sudden my phone said that it got too hot. So you just have to be a little bit careful with that. But then you can just set it outside the sauna and you can still easily hear it through the door. But then I get in the car and I'm driving to work and I only live four miles away, but it takes me about 10 or 12 minutes. So that's there and home. That's another 25 minutes of listening something to something that's really beneficial to me as opposed to just turning on the radio and hearing just whatever people happen to want to say. So th- these are just really easy ways to just feed information into yourself And after a week goes by or a month or a year, you just become an amazingly educated person. If you use this technology, we have like phones. I I mean, we did not have this maybe what I don't even keep track of the time, 10 years ago. At least 20, yeah. Well, even 10 years ago, nobody had iPhones. Well, even four years ago, it is yeah. just not common. That's exactly. True. And so now you have everything at your fingertips. So rather than get, you know getting on your phone and doing idle things that maybe you're not really, they don't really add to your life, maybe you get on there and listen to some something useful. Now, on that same note about iPhones and Androids or whatever kind of phone that you might have, Facebook. We know that people love to get on Facebook and that you can use the Facebook for a variety. You can just use that to pass the time away or you can use it as something beneficial for you. And for us here at Studio Time Out this week, we've been posting videos for sure one a day and sometimes two a day. And these are extremely short. Like some of them are 15 seconds long. Other ones are about one minute long. So we promise not to take up a lot of your time. But they're kind of fun and quick little blips. And for people that have never been to the studio and for people that have never seen Madeline in action, you're going to want to go on the Facebook page 
and click on that video and see what we're at, what's actually going on in the studio. And you also get to kind of see the background of, wow, that studio, it, it looks like that. And each video that we do is in a different area of the studio. So you get to see a lot of different views. So we highly recommend this week going to the Studio Timeout Facebook page and clicking on those videos and even sharing those with other people. And um, some of those, like the one today, it's actually on the cashew ice cream that we put on there. And this is a video of various clients who are tasting the cashew ice cream and their reactions to it. And tandem to that, we just posted to the blog the cashew coffee chip ice cream recipe. Mm -hmm. And so we just um, really highly suggest that you go there and see that. And then also, when you're on the blog, subscribe to the blog so that every time we post a new recipe, you're going to be alerted through your email that you have this amazing recipe. And uh, so Yeah, speak- we've been finding that some of these brand new recipes are really helpful for people who... Um, some people who really like to cook and other people who find that, that cooking is just like way too time consuming or, or they're having a hard time getting off of like restaurant food and fast food into cooking. It seems to work for, for all different types of people because the recipes are not super complex where you have to be like a master chef to be able to make them, but they taste really elaborate when you eat them. Like this spicy green mayo from last week tastes like something that you would get from like a fancy restaurant. And this coffee chip ice cream is like, it is like really abundant with flavors, but it doesn't take a lot of skill to have to make it. So it's really something that can reach all different types of people. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of the cashew chip ice cream, this recipe, it uses cashews. And so instead of cream or milk, the base is actually cashews, which just seems to me, that just seems a little bit odd. Like, how could you make cashews into ice cream? But it does actually work very well. And Madeline, you you soak the cashews, is that right? Yeah, we soak them in water overnight and uh, or for about 12 hours or so. It doesn't have to be nighttime. And the first time that I did that, it was very odd because I've soaked many different types of nuts before and it's not really any big deal. You just soak them in water and then when it's when you're done, you drain the water off and rinse them off and it, it doesn't really seem like a big deal. But this time when I went to drain the water off, it was like all gooey and it was like one big gel mass um well not really one mass but the the water was not like water it was really gooey this is not sounding very appealing madeline i know so that's why i'm actually saying it because i think some people might be afraid of that when they see it you know i agree if you were i was there when you were doing that i was there and saw that and i think that if people saw that they'd go I think I, I did something wrong, and I'm going to throw all these really expensive organic raw cashews away. Well, don't do that. Right, and you can actually go, oh, yay, I'm so glad that that is all in there because that's actually stuff that's come out of the cashews that you don't want to even be ingesting anyways. So that's like the part that it just comes out into the water, and then we just pour that down the drain, and then you can go, oh, good, now these cashews will be easier to digest because something has been removed. And when when you 
drain the cashews, it's a good idea to also put them in like a strainer or a colander and just run water over them, like clean water, and kind of rub your hands around in them and rinse them off more. So you won't get all of that slippery stuff off, but most of it you can. And then you'll feel that the cashews are very soft. Like it's not like a crunchy nut. They're really, really soft. So um, that's what's going to make them better for the ice cream texture. They'll blend really easily and become like a cream-like texture. And then we did end up with a lot of extra cashews when we did it because we soaked all way more than we needed for the recipe. So we just put those all into the dehydrator and dehydrated them. And now they're like really amazing crunchy cashews. Like they taste better than regular cashews and they're, they're going to be a lot better for you. So kind of a neat thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always thought that roasted or not roasted, but um, soaked and then dehydrated nuts are way better tasting than roasted ones or even better than raw ones. Yeah, so. and speaking about the roasting, or I, we keep on saying roasting, don't we? <laughs> speaking about the dehydrating of the nuts, um, you want to, uh, or the soaking of the nuts, that what you want to do, it, it, this would be for any nuts, that you get raw nuts and um, put cover them with water. And Madeline just gave you the procedure for cashews, but this would be for almonds or any nuts. And the reason why you would want to soak the nuts is because they contain a substance called phytates or phytic acid. And that binds minerals, and it binds the minerals in the nuts. But then when you eat them, if you're eating nuts that are unsoaked um, and unsprouted like this, then it actually binds up the minerals. And you you can actually, be, that's one of the mechanisms of becoming mineral deficient is people that eat lots and lots of nuts that are not ever soaked. So ah, you can so- become... Yeah, deficient in magnesium yeah. and deficient in zinc and some of the other minerals. Now, it doesn't mean that if you happen to eat a handful or so of nuts every once in a while that you're going to have any big reactions. But we're talking about if you're eating nuts on a regular basis and you never, ever soak them, you might want to uh, seriously considering consider soaking them and then, as Lucy was explaining before, dehydrating them as well. And then they um, become nice and crunchy and people mm-hmm. really like that. So you're saying that just by soaking the nuts, you absorb more nutrients in the nuts and yeah. more nutrients from any of the food you're eating yeah, around both. those nuts. Yeah. Both. Yeah, because well, say that's that you're, great. We all want that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we really do because that's one of the names of the game here is trying to get some more nutrition into our cells. And it's something that's just so easily overlooked and kind of, yeah, 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 well, I eat a lot of food and this and that and everything else that we don't, we don't realize that a lot of the food we eat is actually blocking the absorption of other things and one of those would be actually eating nuts that have have not been soaked and so Lucy is correct that you would not only absorb the minerals that are in the nut but say that you eat nuts and you also ate some pureed soup or some other kind of thing that had some minerals it blocks the absorption of those minerals so soaking is going to be important here. So I know a lot of people also put nuts in their shakes, um, their protein shakes. So what's really cool about the nuts is that when you soak them, like we said, they're going to be a bit a, a bit soft and squishy and they're for sure wet. But it's easy to just, after you've soaked them and after you've rinsed them off, just put those wet nuts in your shake and you don't even have to dehydrate those to use them in your shake. Oh, so there's kind of two options. Like you could do a ton of nuts all at once where you'd soak maybe a whole pound of almonds at once and then you'd dehydrate them and those you would save for later. 
right? So that's option one. Or option two could be just a handful of nuts soaked overnight, and then in the morning you wake up, rinse them off, and then you use them right away. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very easy. You just just cover the nuts with water and let them sit there. Yeah, you can even do that in the hotel room. Just get a glass and put some water on them and then rinse them off in the morning, and then you have nuts when you're traveling. So um, we know a lot of people who do that. Yeah, like people that bring one of those kind of bullet blenders into the hotel room. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. was going to try that because I'm going to be traveling to Puerto Rico in a couple of weeks. And I was thinking, I've been into eating this juice that's made with a beet. And you just take a red beet and peel it and cut it up a bit and put it in the Vitamix with a cup of water or so. And then I add the green gelatin in there too, about two or three tablespoons in there. And then a squeeze of lemon and a little bit of some fresh ginger and then mix that up and one of the reasons I've been having that more this week is because it's the, the beets and then the lemon are great for liver cleansing. So that's been just something that I've been doing. And why I'm bringing this up is because I'm going to be traveling. And I thought I'm, I'm not going to obviously bring my Vitamix traveling, but I thought maybe I'm going to get myself one of those small kind of like one serving blender mm-hmm. things. And Madeline, don't you have one of those? I don't have one, but I've used uh, other people's really, really often, and it's called a Nutribullet. Oh, okay. That's Nutribullet. what I think I'm going to get. And that, I, I travel with other people a lot, and they, they bring their Nutribullet, and it's definitely something I love for traveling, um, but of course, I love the Vitamix more because it's way bigger and it's much higher power. But it's easy to make those those kind of simpler shakes or what you're talking about with the beets. I would definitely do that in the hotel so room do you with think, the Nutribullet. So do you think that that Nutribullet would be able to um, be strong enough for the beet? Yes. Oh, good. I think it would be. Um, it might be just a little bit, I don't know if the word grainy is, not grainy, but it, oh, it may be just slightly pulpy, but not anything that would be mm-hmm. un, undrinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing about it is that it's not a large enough container to put like, you know, yeah. all of your cauliflower and spinach and all these other things that we recommend for other shakes, mm-hmm. but it's really good for smaller quantities of things. Mm-hmm. And it does blend ice. Just and speaking no. of that beet, that beet juice, we don't we have a picture of that on on the um on yeah the we Facebook? have a video we have a I video. Madeline did a video about yeah. That. There's a video of um what it looks like and kind of what some of the ingredients are in it on the Facebook page. So it's and just it's from gorgeous. a couple of days back. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's like the most beautiful mm-hmm. color of pink you've ever seen. Yeah, and it's really really good. So if you're someone who doesn't really like beets, um, like I don't really like. Well, pickled beets for sure. This is nothing like pickled beets. Tastes more like raw ones. And then with the lemon added and then some ginger, it tastes like you're having a delicious drink. Like almost like a lemonade gingery pink drink. Just don't add too much ginger. I did that the other day and it's like really spicy. So start with like... um, Just a shaving of it. Yeah, just a little bit. And then it's easy to add more if you like more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't seem like that would be sweet, but it actually is sweet. Those beets are, 
are actually very sweet. And, the, and what the beets do is that actually thins your bile. So anybody that has gallbladder trouble or um, if you're sensing that you're having any sort of liver conge- congestion or anything like that, this helps to thin your bile. And it can also help for people that are constipated if you're trying to just improve your ability to poop, then it can also help with that. So um, give that beet a try and let, let us know how it works for you and let us know if you like it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just mention, sometimes this actually scares people the first time that they really have beets. When you poop, it will be all red. So don't be afraid when you oh, see really? that. Oh, really? No, that didn't happen to me. Now, here we are getting personal. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that happens yeah, to that me. Yeah, that didn't to me either. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, Madeline, huh? I you know, it actually happened to other people, too. I've had people come up and tell me that me before. Now. They yeah. told you that your poop was red? No, that no, their the poop was red. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe it only happens to some people. I don't know. But if that happens, yeah. it's not. It's probably not anything to be concerned about. Maybe it of. happens yeah. if you have a fast transit time. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> For me, it's like I don't like sixteen hours later. So is that fast? Um, no, that's about right. Yeah, eighteen to twenty-four, but the sixteen so is close. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go on to our break. And when we come back, we are taking callers so we can hear about all of you and um, what you've been experiencing since last week. Or if you have any questions for us today, the phone number is one 472 5792 Or don't hesitate to email us at info at com. We'll be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. And let's keep talking about this ice cream, Jeannie. Yeah, we were talking about the cashew ice cream before we got diverted talking about red poop. But the back to the <laughs> cashew ice cream, uh, this it uses cashews. And the point here is that it's not using cream or milk or any sort of dairy. So this is really, really good news for people who have chosen to not eat any dairy and most of us know that there's also coconut ice cream and so that's another really great way to make the ice cream and we find some people are kind of coconutted out like if everything you're making and eating has coconut in we thought this is going to be a nice uh, diversion away from the coconut and maybe just try some cashews and so when we tried the cashew ice cream we made the vanilla flavor first just to test it out and see what it was like and it, it was okay I, I'd have to say that was not not the best and not that we don't like vanilla the vanilla flavor was nice but uh, when you make the ice cream with cashews it's a little bit of a different texture it's not going to be as creamy as if you would use cream or if you use coconut or you can even use avocado to make ice cream with the cashews it's a tiny bit grainy a little different texture and um so we found that adding flavors and chunks helped a lot. And so one of the ones we did make was this coffee chip. And we put um, some coffee in that. We, we actually love the Organo Gold coffee. So that's what we use whenever we're using any sort of coffee or coffee flavor. We put the coffee right in to the cashew mix there. And then the chips that we use, those are going to be the Lily's brand, L-I-L-Y brand, Lily's brand, and on top of that ice cream, you could put some chocolate syrup, and we found a chocolate syrup from the company New Naturals, and New is N-U, so N-U for New, not N-E-W, New Naturals, it's the same company that makes the Stevia, and that that New Naturals put Stevia in the chocolate syrup. And then you could also top your ice cream with things like chopped nuts or flaked coconut. And we found that with the cashew ice cream, it seemed that the more stuff you put in it or on it, the better. And not really to cover it up, but because it just has a little bit of that kind of a little bit of a grainy texture that if you just really it's like super texture it up with a bunch of other stuff, we, people seem to even like that more. Yeah, and on the blog, we have a photo of all these different little dishes of ice cream we prepared that kind of gives you a good idea of how to like decorate or dress up your ice cream with the textures. Yeah, there's another thing, too, that we, I think it's maybe on one of those, I'm not too sure, but there's this other thing you can make called cashew cream. And um, Madeline, do you remember how you made that? It's the cashews again, but with very little water, or was it with none? It was the cashews, and they were only soaked for three hours this time, so um, they weren't as squishy. So uh, just those, and then way less water than what we used for the ice cream. Um, and, and then you mix it in the Vitamix? Mix it in the Vitamix, and then it had some other types of flavors in it, like vanilla and almond and stevia, those types of things. And that was a lot like like, like frosting, Frosting like a little bit like whipped cream, but maybe heavier than whipped cream. Yeah, heavier than whipped cream, but um, mm -hmm. similar to frosting, I would say. And something and that you could put that on the ice cream, like a little tiny dollop on top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a kind of fun way to do it, too. 
Um, and then we also tried making a, a mint chip ice cream, which was really fun. And that one, we did add an avocado to the cashews. But I think if we were to do it again, we would try it with an extra avocado, so two in there. And what we liked about that was the color, because it was nice and green then, but also it was creamier and less grainy, so a bit mm-hmm. more like ice cream. And it did create more of that um, ice cream shape when you use the ice cream scoop. It was just easier to to match to the ice cream texture. Mm-hmm. And then we put in some almond extract, I think, or it could have been vanilla and stevia and mint extract. And then at the end, we put in some of those Lily's chocolate chips, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mint chip was good. And mm-hmm. some of the batches, we tried adding an egg. And with just only one egg, we really couldn't tell a difference, but maybe adding two would make more of a difference. And the egg adds some nutrition, especially the yolks. So we would actually encourage people to maybe try putting some eggs in there if you're not somebody that reacts to eggs. So just the egg yolks, right? Oh, did That's we just, we did. yeah, we just we only put did in the, the egg, egg yolk. yolk. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we would maybe recommend, I, if I did it again, I think I would put three of those egg yolks in. Mm-hmm. And I, then if you're somebody who doesn't care what the color is at all, like no matter what flavor it is, I would for sure add an avocado to any mm-hmm. of them. Even the coffee one, it would probably be a pretty bad color then, like it would be kind of brown-green. But if you just <laughs> want that texture and colors don't make a difference for you, that would be a great thing to put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the yolks and add in the avocado into the cashew ice cream. I think we should maybe try that this week. Yeah, and then maybe we can have some type of um, uh, tester out there, one of our listeners, that can make it with cauliflower also and let us oh, know yeah. how that works because we put the cauliflower, cooked steamed cauliflower in shakes, and it makes it very creamy. Um, but I just wonder what that would be like in ice cream to put a whole bunch of that in there and for sure flavor it up so you definitely don't taste the cauliflower, but I bet it would work. And along with some fat. So you oh, put yes. that along with avocado, like not just make it only cauliflower ice cream, but put that along with something that's going to be yeah. fatty like coconut milk or the avocado. Or the cashews. And, yep, you could do the cashews. And that those Lily's chips, I think we've talked about those, those Lily's brand chocolate chips, those are sweetened with stevia, but they also have erythritol in there, which is a sugar alcohol. And that's okay for most people in kind of small amounts. However, that erythritol can give people some excess gas and you can really get gassy from that. And so if it happens to you, you might want to just back off from it. And if it just, it continues to be a problem for you, then instead of those kinds of chips, instead use the organic cacao nibs or the chips and just knowing that those are not going to be sweet at all. They're going to be a really good choice for people, especially people that kind of don't like sweet things and like that bitter chocolate taste. Mm-hmm. And um, the ice creams are first mixed in a blender or a Vitamix, and then they're frozen in an ice cream maker. And we really highly suggest that everybody get an ice cream maker. And um, oftentimes, you know, when we suggest this in classes that we have, there's a little bit of groaning. Oh, you know, they're expensive and another thing to buy and this and that. But this is something we think people would really, really appreciate having. And when you have the ice cream maker, it's going to last for years. And just before the radio show, we just uh, Lucy was looking online at 
at some prices. So listen to this. Yeah, I was looking on Amazon.com and just typed in ice cream maker. And we're talking about an electric ice cream maker. So it would have this bucket and then you'd turn it on and plug it in and it, it spins. So you're not cranking it. Right, exactly. And you don't have to add ice to it or add salt or any of that old-fashioned kind of stuff. And they're they're quite reasonable. Like $49, that's a Cuisinart one. $79 is probably the highest price. There's some for $27, $63. Um, so you could get one as low as like $25 or $27. Ours is this white Cuisinart one, and I think it was about $50. And it has this bucket that you put in the freezer. It has some um, liquid inside like in between the layers of the bucket that freezes and then you p- take it out when it's time to make the ice cream and put it on its stand and it has a blade and then a lid and that all goes together when it gets turned on. Yeah, so this is something really simple. This isn't yeah. like buying one of those big appliances and you can't figure out how to use it. It's really, really super simple and I'm going to just is. say the hardest thing about it is when you buy it you have to open the box and get it out. And I know that sounds really funny, but I keep finding people who say, oh, you know, I got a dehydrator and then I didn't get it out for over a year. And then that was somebody who got her dehydrator out of the box. And actually there was something wrong with the motor. And by then the warranty had gone out. So, and then another person got a Vitamix and it was way over a year before she got it out of the box and that wasn't broken or anything like that. But you go, you know, if you go and make the effort to pay for something and purchase it, open the box and get it out yes. and, and start using it. And it, these clearly are not a big major expense to get no. an ice cream maker and the holidays are coming up too. So if you're having trouble making your list of gifts, if anybody's asking you, well, I just don't know ever what to get you. Here's what you say. Well, can you get me an ice cream maker? And people mm-hmm. will be thrilled that you gave yeah. them something. They can just go shop even online for that and it makes it simple. And you're going to find that making your own ice cream it's just such a wonderful way to treat yourself and to really have some fun with the food and ice cream it's a treat to share with others and including kids and as we talk about making these permanent changes to your life the changes that you make they have to be sustainable and to be sustainable it must be enjoyable and positive for you and also positive for people around you and so this ice cream is just one more way to have fun with food and eat something that not only is it nourishing your body but it provides an astounding flavor sensation and we've talked in the past about other versions of ice cream, like the kefir ice cream. If you make the coconut kefir, that it's that stiff coconut milk, and then it's got all the great bacteria and yeast in it, and you can go ahead and just use that for your ice cream and add some frozen fruit and voila, there you just have a nice frozen treat right there, really super healthy, and kids love it. And then another great idea is to add pumpkin. So you could add pumpkin to any of these ice creams. Either just add the organic canned pumpkin and be sure that it's not like the canned pumpkin pie mix with other kinds of stuff in it. You just only want the canned pumpkin. Just put a little bit of that in. Or if you don't have that available, even putting some pumpkin pie spice in there. And that's so timely for this time of the year. And then chocolate. That one's always a favorite. 
And you could add the dynamic greens. So the chocolate dynamic greens or even just some cocoa powder, that would work. But chocolate dynamic greens, it's going to give you a nice punch of plant nutrients. Or there's the strawberry kiwi dynamic greens or there's the espresso dynamic greens. So those would be three different flavors that you could add in there that really give you some great plant nutrients right in your ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I, if I have time, I actually take my morning protein shake and it has the protein powder and the coconut milk and I put it in my ice cream maker just to thicken it up a little bit and then I can sit down and eat it with a spoon and it just feels so much more decadent and it it really helps me stay on track when I have foods that taste really good and feel like such a great treat. Uh-huh. And now when you put that in there, how long does it take in the ice cream maker maybe just with that? Like 10 minutes maybe. 10 minutes? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and, pretty quick. And, and that's it's a already, small batch. Yeah, that's a small batch. So it would be like three or four cups of stuff directly from the Vitamix. And it's already somewhat solid. It's not completely watery, so it is thicker. Um, but the ice cream maker just thickens it up even more. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're doing that, you definitely, like Lucy said, you want to have some fats in your shake and not have like a totally fat-free shake because yeah. it won't work. There, Lucy said she had coconut milk or maybe some other things in there with fat and avocado, something like that. That will help for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like whatever shake you come up with, you can actually just put your shake yeah. in the ice cream maker. That's really what you're saying. Yes. So even people that make detox shakes, like if you make the estrium shakes that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about maybe next, if you make estrium shakes or if you have any other kind of detox shake, any of these things, your protein shake can go right into the ice cream maker and then it just makes a whole different uh, treat for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you just wanted to, um, you could just add protein powder to your ice cream anyways. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Like you could just put some vanilla or chocolate, whatever your ice cream is, but put a bunch of protein powder in there. Like I would put like half a cup in at least. Of maybe like the Warrior Vanilla? Yes, the the Sun Warrior brand. That's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Sun Warrior brand, that has pea, hemp, and cranberry protein. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's pretty good for people that react to a lot of different foods, like um, whey or dairy. So a lot of people react to that, even though whey protein can be very beneficial. A lot of people react to that. And then same with the soy protein powders. That's very undigestible for a lot of people. And so we find that... Um, using the Sun Warrior brand seems to be very, very easily tolerated. And sometimes the rice proteins also work for people. Mm -hmm. And um, the rice proteins are usually a little bit more grainy. So if you're making a protein shake and it's kind of too grainy for you, maybe consider um, not using the rice protein and instead one of these other ones. Yeah, and I'll just point out that if you're making this ice cream for, you know, one of the first times and you're going to plan to serve it to people who might be picky, don't add protein powder um, if that's the case. But if it's just for yourself or, you know, you're just kind of doing a fun experiment or the the people that will have it don't mind things like protein powder, then then you could put that in. So it's not that it will taste bad, but it will be a slightly noticeable um, texture in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And this kind of leads us into our topic that we're going to talk about in our last segment, which is estrogen detoxification. 
And um, remember, we were on this little roll with the six steps to stubborn fat loss. Have you been practicing saying that? Six steps Mm -hmm. to stubborn fat loss. And our fifth step here is estrogen detoxification. And so that will include that estrium shake and a number of other things that we'll be talking about after we come back from the break. But it's important to realize that these estrogens, um, the men that are listening, you might be thinking, well, I'll just tune out. This is going to be women's talk coming up. But absolutely not. So if there's any men that are on here, turn the radio back on and get right back on with us because the estrogen toxicity affects everybody, children, unborn babies, pregnant women, men, old men, boys, everybody. And um, these environmental estrogens that are in the environment, that's what's affecting us in a very negative way, but we can take some very great and positive steps to minimize that effect and to improve our health. And so we'll be learning all about that when we come back from this next break. Yes, exciting. We'll be back soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. So let's jump into our topic. Yeah, we're, being, we're going to be talking about estrogen detoxification and we're going to just see if we can keep this very practical and simple for everybody that you can just take some simple action steps to improve this aspect of your life. And we're bringing it up because these environmental estrogens that affect all of us, let's just talk a little bit about what some of those things might be. And some of those are going to be the chemicals that are on the food. So these pesticides, and I'm not even going to get into naming all 
all of what they are. But various pesticides are actually uh, hormone disruptors. And so what that means is when we eat the food that's not organic food that's got these pesticides on there, that comes into our body. And then some of these kinds of pesticides can take the testosterone that you have and excessively turn it into estrogen. And so it's always good to know that the estrogen that our bodies make ourselves, that's going to be nice for us. It's going to be good for us because our body is going to be producing kinds of chemicals and hormones that are good for us. But it's, it needs to be in balance and the hormones need to be synchronized together. And unfortunately, a number of these pesticides, when you eat them, it disrupts your hormones, pushing men and women away from testosterone and towards estrogen. And so this is going to affect everybody. But for men who are listening, if you're having a low testosterone problem, which starts to happen for men as they get to be uh, maybe 30, it starts to go down 35, 40. By the time you're 45 or 50 and 55, lots of men are already feeling kind of sluggish and maybe are having trouble with depression, are not able to get good muscle mass. And this isn't just because you're getting old and your testosterone is going to just naturally decrease and we just need to be old, grumpy men. That's not how it's supposed to work. And what you want to see that's happening inside of your body is that you're being over-estrogenized from this excess chemicals from the environment. And so for everybody, what we'd want to do is eat organic food and that does not laden with the pesticides. So that's going to be your number one thing. You write that down. Number one, eat organic food and not pesticides. So we do not get into the pesticides. I know it's going to cost more, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. Okay, the second thing is plastics in our environment are also hormone disruptors. And so even if it's something that says BPA-free, that's going to be very nice, but there's lots of other kinds of plastics that still are going to be disrupting the hormones. And we know that we can't live a life that doesn't have any plastic in it. But one thing you can do is take your plastic food containers and move those out to the garage and put nails and screws and other kinds of things like that in it and get yourself a set of glass food containers to store your food in. So that will be item number two that's going to be something possible and easy for people to do. And what's another one? How about uh, filtering your water? As much as you can, try and drink as clean of water as possible. And reverse osmosis is going to be one of the best choices. We're not going to get all into water filters today. But knowing that our water contains residues of all kinds of stuff, and one of the big residues is residues of birth control pills. So knowing that millions of people, are, women, are taking birth control pills, and then that goes through their system, and then they pee, and it gets into the sewer, and it's actually still in the water. And so our water is going to be another source of over-estrogenizing our body. Our body. Um, those there's lots of other things that could be happening too here including in the air if you're using air fresheners in your house or in your bathroom or in your car just get rid of all that stuff if they're the synthetic kind which is pretty much going to be any kind of air freshener you buy in the grocery store is probably going to be some sort of synthetic scent and those fragrances that are not from plants, so like essential oils, those would be ways to scent 
candles or scent your air or use essential oils on your body, those are not going to be estrogenizing, causing uh, chemicals. But any of what I'm just going to call fake scents in the air, those are estrogen-like compounds. Then you breathe that in, it goes into your bloodstream, and it disrupts your hormones as well. And, and you might be wondering, well, what's the problem with having disrupted hormones? Well, when you have that excess various compounds of estrogen in your body, that that makes it so that you hold on to body fat. So remember, we're talking about six steps to stubborn fat loss. One of those is going to be to get rid of or to decrease this excess estrogen that's in your body. So those fake scents, just move them out of your entire life, including candles. So we all like to burn candles, but get the ones that either don't have any scent or they're going to have essential oils in them, but not the fake scents. Um, One other place is going to be fire retardants. So these um, kids' pajamas... And any other sort of fire retardants, it's not necessarily that easy to get rid of because it's in your couch. It's in any new furniture that you get. But we need to realize that these fire retardants are also hormone disruptors. And so one of, at least you can check out your kids' pajamas. So kids are going to be highly affected by excess estrogen just like adults are. And actually it can be even worse for children as they're developing at that time, developing their brains and developing their bodies. And the last thing that they need is excess estrogen at that time of fast growth. So for sure, don't go out of your way to buy kids clothing that has fire retardants on it. If you can, try and look for clothing that actually doesn't have that on there. Now, these are just ways in your environment that you can decrease your load of the environmental estrogens, but we have to always realize that even if we decrease our load, we're still getting them in the environments. Every time you take a breath, every time you're drinking any sort of water, we're still getting this into our system. And so let's look at the other end. Once they're in our system, how can we start to shift that and get some of this out of our system? Well, one of those ways would be to actually eat cruciferous vegetables. So there we go, not even a big novel idea, something that you've already been hearing about on many, many of our shows. And just to remind everybody what cruciferous vegetables are, things like cabbage and broccoli. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. uh And then here's some that you might not have been thinking of, rutabagas, turnips, watercress. Yep, kale. Radish, horseradish, maca. maca, absolutely, that's... Brussels that's, sprouts. Yep, Brussels sprouts, mustard greens, bok choy, and I think arugula is also in there as well. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Arugula. And so when we're thinking about the cruciferous family of vegetables, they contain a variety of compounds. One of them is this I3C, indole-3-carbonyl, but they also contain other compounds in them that allow your liver to be, to be able to metabolize these various estrogens in a healthy way. So let's just back up a little bit because that might have gone over, over your head. You're like metabolize and liver. I'm not too sure what you're talking about. So what we want to think about is the estrogens that your body makes. And remember, men make estrogens Babies make estrogens, women, everybody is making these estrogens. So we have, that's called endogenous estrogens. And estrogen isn't a molecule itself. There's actually three different of the estrogen molecules that your body makes. 
And so I'm just going to call them the endogenous estrogens. Those are all the ones that should be in your body. And they're floating around in your bloodstream and they stop at various cells and they give messages to cells. And if we're good and healthy, then those are going to be very positive messages. And it helps your brain work very well, helps your bone density, helps many, many, many aspects of your health. It's good for your heart. So we actually want to have those endogenous estrogens and not see estrogen as this big, bad um, enemy that we're out to destroy. But we, we want it in the right amounts, and we want the endogenous ones. Well... Eventually, because it's going in your bloodstream, eventually that bloodstream leads to your liver. And when those endogenous estrogens get to your liver, your liver now has a number of choices as to what it's going to do with those estrogens. And that's what we're going to call, it's going to biotransform those estrogens into a different form. Or you could call, it's going to metabolize those estrogens. And essentially what it does, like say one of them is estradiol. Estradiol gets into the liver and your liver has a choice. And the reason why it has these choices is because it's up to your liver to add and subtract various molecules onto that estradiol in order for you to eliminate that out through your body. So eliminate it out through your colon, through your poop, and then it's just going to leave. You don't actually excrete the estrogen without transforming it, and it's up to your liver to transform it. So it's, but it's not yes or no, it either does it or it doesn't. It actually has a choice. I'm going to either transform it into this healthy type of estrogen metabolite or I'm going to make it into the unhealthy one. And so we know that those unhealthy ones are what people are always talking about, about estrogen is bad and it makes prostate cancer and it makes breast cancer, makes all of these awful cancers, and then we think estrogen is bad, and that's not true. What is true is that the unhealthy metabolites coming out of the liver, that's what ends up causing trouble for people. So we can just keep it simple and just cause, call that your liver is biotransforming your estrogen in an unhealthy way. And then some of that gets recirculated back into your body and that's where it can cause some trouble. Others, it's going to actually just leave your body out through the colon. And so your liver is going to have this choice. So let's get back to the cruciferous vegetables. It'll be the cruciferous vegetables, those various compounds in there that help and allow your liver to transform the estrogens into the healthy way. So then we have the healthy metabolites of the estrogen. We can stay away from the more unhealthy ones that might be causing cancer in some people. And so all of this that I'm talking about, the endogenous estrogens, it's really, we can just keep it simple and think it's going to be very similar as those big, icky environmental estrogens in the plastics and in the water and in the birth control pills and in the candles, all of these things that we're breathing and drinking in, those are also floating around in our bloodstream and eventually those also land and get into the liver and then your liver has choices of what it's going to do with those. And that's why if we eat the cruciferous vegetables and get those compounds, then that's going to allow our liver to be able to transform those and get them out of our bodies. So I think that we've all heard before, oh, this, this landmark study shows that people that eat these vegetables, for some reason, they get less cancer. Well, so there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. And one of the reasons is because of this environmental estrogen effect. 
And so back to those men that have the low testosterone, if you want to start to increase your testosterone, you, you take some of these measures, such as get rid of your plastic food containers, cut down on your use of plastic water bottles, or just eliminate the plastic water bottles. Start eating the cruciferous vegetables. And I'm not talking about having maybe a one little tiny piece of broccoli when you go out and um, that's not going to be organic. I'm talking about organic of these vegetables so that we can avoid the pesticides and really start eating these in sizable amounts. And so Madeline was talking about adding this cooked cauliflower to the ice cream. So you can think actually having cauliflower in your shakes or your ice cream is helping you with these environmental estrogens. And so that for men, that helps you to actually increase your testosterone. And that's going to be a good thing. More energy, feel better, less depression or none. And for everybody else, that means less body fat. And when women have too much estrogen, where the body fat tends to land on them is going to be the bigger hips and thighs and seat. And so if you're a woman that you have disproportionate amount of fat in those areas, that's a sign right there that you have excess amounts of these estrogens in your body. And it would really help. And your body shape will actually change if you start eating the cruciferous vegetables. And then along yeah, we've with seen that- a lot of people in the studio, we've seen um, just from them starting estrium that their hips and thighs and, and butt area all just seem to shrink Absolutely. pretty quick. And, and what Madeline is talking about, this Astrium, that's a medical food um, made by the company Metagenics. And this is a, it's like a protein shake. So there's going to be protein in that. I believe that that's rice protein in that. Yeah. And it's got a number of other ingredients. And if you read those ingredients, it actually doesn't look very um, impressive. If you look and go, well, it looks like a bunch of vitamins and minerals. And then I see some curcumin in here. And it does, but you start taking that men and women, anybody starts taking that and you start to see your body fat disappear. It's not that it's a miracle weight loss program. What this is, is it's it's getting rid of the excess estrogens and it's those excess estrogens that make your body want to keep that fat on. But one thing we want to mention is that birth control pills are actually, would be categorized as an environmental estrogen. And so if you are on birth control pills and you don't want to get pregnant, if you start taking estrium in fair amounts, you're going to actually eliminate the birth control pill out of your body. And then that's going to open you up to the possibility of getting pregnant. So you want to put that caution out there. But other than that, um, anybody can take this, even small children. It's very, very wise, actually, that to have small children start in with the estrium to detox this estrogen out of your body. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the, the show today. And don't forget to pass it on to your favorite friends and family members and everyone else that you come across, too. Um, and also look at our blog for the newest uh, recipes. The Ice Cream Woman is up there. And on Facebook, our Facebook page is Studio Time Out. Look at there for those daily videos and for more information about the studio. Thank you, everybody. I'm Lucy, and this was Madeline and Jeannie. That's our show. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.